Welcome back, everybody, to another Brewers Roundtable podcast. Uh, a couple of familiar faces and one new one, and it's not a, <laughs> it's not, it's not a um, roundtable. It's um, well, what, what what did I? Oh, it's not the panel. I forgot what I called this, but we do have Todd, we got George, and we've got their uh, missing member of the world famous Lost in Transit from Springfield, Massachusetts. We got Dustin. The guitar player welcome everybody to the bruise roundtable podcast glad to have you here yay Thank you, thanks yeah so uh first off most importantly what are we drinking today uh i guess start we'll start with dustin we'll go around the circle i've got a uh, ghirardelli hot chocolate um <laughs> I'm, I'm just really loving the richness of it I'm just kidding. I'm I'm drinking a, a rustic brewing company, Tropical Lucid Dream. It's a 5.1% fruited sour. It's in a yellow can. And um, can you come back around to, for, so I can tell you what it tastes like? Sure. What you got, Todd? Uh, I have a double dry hopped, double IPA. It's a 8.3% from uh, Four Otis Brothers, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I haven't heard of these guys before. Somebody was nice enough to bring it by and um, given it a try, and it's really <laughs> enjoyable. Sick. All right, George, what's your heavy hitter that you're telling us all about? Oh, it's the best sound oh. in the world. Well, I got the double dry hopped four point pale ale from Trillium. Oof. Canned on ten nineteen. Oh up my goodness. On 10, 10 days ago. Talk about fresh, man. That's awesome. Sick. Um, so I have one of a, a local favorite of mine. It's from Northway Brewing. Uh, it's like Northern New York, um, near Lake George, Queensbury, uh, shout out to them. They, every year they do an apple pie ale right around this time. Looks good. So it's a favorite of mine. It's super sweet. It's got, um, like tons of cinnamon and nutmeg in there. A little bit of like a, almost like an apple, apple cidery kind of taste. But obviously, uh, that's all. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Apple cidery taste. Apple cidery taste. Yep. No, exactly. like a, a legit, you know, apple cider, not just apple juice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With the nutmeg, that makes it good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is this is a favorite of mine for this time of year. Um, when I first because the reason we're doing a, a Lost in Transit special today is um me and todd were planning on doing a panel but the rest of the guys decided they couldn't uh, make it this time so um i took the opportunity to get the guys together <laughs> george is getting fancy i gotta i i'm like recording the video i should really put this on youtube because oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man Oh, you but, are? <laughs> yeah. This is live? Oh, no. No, it's I mean, not live, right. but, <laughs> but like I, when, I, when I, I record over Zoom, so it records the audio and the video. So I usually just take the audio, but I mean, I, I technically could take the video <laughs> and show all your yeah. beautiful faces. So I shouldn't, yeah, so I shouldn't stand up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't stand up? I mean, I <laughs> It depends what you got down there, uh, Dustin, but sure. <laughs> so, all right. So I'll let you guys kind of sip on your beers and um, we're going to listen to a song by Lost in Transit. Uh, if I can do it here. Okay, here we go. First song. This is one of their... When was this recorded? 2019 i'm doing wolf i'm gonna play wolf first so okay 
This is their newest release song on Bandcamp. Everybody go check it out after this. And uh, here we go. Okay, I really do have to put this on YouTube now because that yeah. took a lot out of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man, so lost in transit, everybody. Um, so tell me, um, tell me, guys, what the writing process is for you guys because I know uh, I haven't played with you guys a couple times, kind of talked about it. I know sometimes. Uh, Dustin is the one that comes up with kind of the idea and you guys expound off of that. Tell me, tell me how that goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, Dustin will come up with an idea or a backbone of a song and then we try well, to out and go from there. Yeah. A lot of times I'll come up with, um, uh, just some ideas musically and, I'll try and incorporate some 
vocal ideas that I have with that. Is there an echo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's from it's from you and Todd. <laughs> oh, that's too good. So. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> to make this easier. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much, um, with the exception of maybe one or two songs, a lot of them are ideas that I'll mess around with by myself. And then I'll put vocals Vulgar. to them, and then Round. and then I'll bring them to the space to practice. And then we all sort of we put our our own personality into it. You know whether they suggest different changes vocally or musically. That's sort of how every single one of our songs have molded into what they are sick everybody's personality gets to gets to have an influence on it the, there was one song where i i think it's breathe um i had come up with yeah. something i'm like that actually i think we could use that for lost in transit so i brought it to the group and everyone liked it so then i i let dustin take it and then he create made it into the awesome transit sound so it was like i like honestly don't even know what i was playing or remember how to play what i was playing but it morphed into that breathe song yeah that that was the song there might have been a few other ones where um george and todd had influence on the musical side of it um but um, the song Breathe, George had a huge play in the, the musical side of that. He he basically like laid out three or four different riffs and said, this is not, these are a bunch of ideas that I've had that kind of go together. So we messed around with them one night and then I went home and then maybe the, the next week we kind of put it together I put down some words to it and it all just like came together from there so that's sort of how we write our songs is together yeah that's that's awesome um so tell me about wolf like what was what was the idea behind that one well do you mean like I guess, like, um, how, how it came together. Vocally? Yeah, vocally, how it came together. If, like, I know some people don't want to really talk about what it's about or anything like that. So, I mean, you know, if you don't, but. I don't, I'll, I'll say on my end, when oh. I specifically, I think when I heard it, I wanted, like, a punchy police type, uh, like, sting bass, like, rock sand, basically. Like, like did it, did And so that ended up. Like that was the perfect way to do that in that song. So that's where my bass line comes from, that punchy Roxanne sound. It's funny. I never would have thought that. But now like that you said that, I can hear it and it, it works. Roxanne, like the whole way. That's yeah. where you know. it works 100% for sure. And then, I, and then I just moved two frets down so I wasn't copying. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as um, the vocals go, like the sort of the theme of the song, I know what a lot of people do is when they're, they're writing style, they kind of make it vague so that it can have a meaning for each individual who listens to it. You know, whatever place they are in life, they can, they can apply this song to whatever they're dealing with or whatever they're feeling. So that's how I try to write my songs. Well, not my songs, but that's when I write 
the vocals, that's how I try to, that's my style of writing. I don't want to be too specific, but um, if we're asking, the song Wolf is sort of about um, being treated unjust. Uh, when you're doing the right thing and then you're treated unjustly, um, sort of how you react to that. So that's that's why, you know, there's lines in there like, um, now I can't even think of the, <laughs> it's all good. the song, but something, uh, something about an iron fist. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna succumb to your iron fist. You can, you can try and press me down as much as you want, but I know that what I'm doing is right. So that's sort of like the the theme of that song and where it came from great yeah great theme great great message and that seems to be like definitely like lyrically your songs have different themes for sure but um like you were saying i i like it when bands let it like they'll expound a little bit on what they're talking about uh just so people can relate to it but people can take it any way they want and apply it, like you said, apply it to their own lives. And I, re I really enjoy that because it, it, it can have a place for each person, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I found that some, some songs I like where I'm like, this feels like this, but the, the words are very different or not even in that sense. So it's, it's even interpreted in different ways. Yeah, for sure. It's the great, it's, yeah. That's what I really like about that that style for sure. Um. So, I'll jump over to Todd here. I know, I know. Sometimes, like with with drumming, it's more. It's not so much about the the song, the songwriting. Well, I mean, it's still a big part of it, but there's not like, you know what I mean. Um. But Todd, you've got a very like specific style, um, especially like when when you see Lost in Transit live. There's a lot of like heel toe kick patterns, like interesting fills. Talk to me about your drumming, like your background on that, and how it how you feel it fits into Lost in Transit. How how that kind of how you apply your drumming to make it fit that style, the Lost in Transit style? Uh, that's, you know, a lot of times, usually it's, uh, I'm like stealing something from something, somebody that I've been listening to. It's uh, another drummer that's, you know, did something really cool in a song that I'm currently listening to. And I'm like, oh, I got to figure out how to do that. And I figured that out. And then Dustin shows up with a song and I'm like, well, I'm just going to, Oh, <laughs> there he goes. Oh, man. He's out of the band. <laughs> yeah, well, just with that comment, he, he he's kicked out. We don't yeah. be feeling very <laughs> gone. Oh, man. <laughs> new drummers. <laughs> yeah, Lost in Transit is now auditioning for new drummers after that comment. You know, if you, if you play drums. No. No, yeah. I think I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're, you're back. Okay. Okay. So All can right, you repeat gotcha. what you said? So wherever I left off, yeah, I just did. Yeah, I just do basically stick something in that I want in there, whether Dustin likes it or not. And sometimes I make him change the song so that it, his song works around what I felt like playing. <laughs> so that is true. Uh, it, it's very true. A lot of times, only one time did he say, "Hey, you know that thing you just did there." And I was like, yeah. And he goes, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So uh, um, I've played off and on since uh, I was a kid. Basically, I started off on drums um, and then I moved to playing guitar for a while for a lot of years and didn't really play drums very much. And then um, kind of when the situation came around with Dustin and so forth, I, I uh, kind of got back into it and have just been like really enjoying that and, you know, haven't really, you know, done much of anything else musically other than just focus on, on drums and, you know, 
you know, being the drummer for, for Lost in Transit. So, and it's been a lot of fun. And these guys are great to, uh, you know, kind of work with. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's really creative because, you know, whenever we're bringing something to the table, it's always about exploring ideas. And, you know, if everybody, if people have thoughts on different things, we, you know, we try them out, we experiment with it, you know, sometimes it's, it doesn't work and you scrap it, you know, but everybody's willing to try it and, you know, give it their all and, you know, see if they can figure out how to make that idea work. And, you know, usually it's just like a, you know, a really natural thing that we just kind of all come to the conclusion that, Hey, you know, that's just not working. We should, you know, do something different or yeah, you know, that that's, you know, the, well, the thought was good, you know, it just isn't going to work out, you know, things like that. So it's like, you know, really a, a great environment for, you know, the creative side, because even though, you know, not everything always works out, you know, you're still excited to bring more ideas to the table and, you know, more thoughts and stuff, because, you know, you always know that everybody's on board for trying things and, you know, giving it a good, honest effort. Awesome, man. Yeah, so it kind of adds to what the other guys were saying. It's definitely a team effort. And, uh, you know, you take one piece out of the puzzle, it's not lost in transit for sure. And I, I, I enjoy that about you guys for sure. I think, I, you know, along with that, it's I found that we're all pretty open to ideas. There's no – we don't have egos where we kind of get butt hurt if somebody says something about our idea that – um, so we explore all options and, you know, to me, I'm always trying to think of like, how can I make, you know, this idea sound good or, you know, better in a way. So it's like, you kind of play off of each other in that sense. And, it, you know, like, like, it, like in a team sport, like it's good to make that game winning shot, but sometimes just passing it for the assist for someone else to hit the shot, it's just as fulfilling. So it's, Sometimes you have ideas that work and others that don't, but the final product shows. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, man. I, I've, I've seen that. You put that. Yeah. I've seen that a lot in, in um, just my band too, because if, if you easily get hurt by someone saying, Oh, like, like if Jonas told me something sounded like crap and I, I was like, Oh, you know, you hurt my feelings or whatever. It's like the band just wouldn't work. You know, it's like the band ends up being the guys in the band end up being some of your closest friends, you know? And so you gotta, you gotta have that relationship where you can't be uh, like you said, but her about, Oh, that, that idea doesn't work. Cause it's going to, if, if, if you if tiptoe around people and just, when it comes to that and be like, Oh, even if the, if the, if it sounds like garbage and you're like, Oh, well, we're just going to deal with it. It it's going to make the band worse. It's going to make tensions high. And that's how bands end up breaking up for sure. And mm-hmm. in, in reality, from my end, I mean, just my opinion, if, if there was something about, you know, one of George's baselines that he just, he didn't like to play. Or, you know, if I, if I told him, this is what I want to hear over this guitar part. And he played, you know, he just said, all right, fine. But he hated playing it every time you hear it. You always hear about these, these bands who, you know, years later, they're like, this was, I hated playing this song. Every time we played it, it was the worst. But they had to play it over and over again. I I would never I never want to feel like that about any of the songs that we play together I mean there there are some of the songs George and Todd will they can attest to it I tell them like that's one of my least favorite songs to play even though like I sort of write I wrote the, the lyrics and the guitar parts and they they built the rest of the song around that sometimes there's songs of my own that I don't like playing but I wrote them for a reason and it's not like somebody else is forcing me to play it but but that's one of the good things about how we write our songs is that um, I don't ever really come to the table and say Todd this is what I want to hear from you 
And George, this is what I want to hear from you. And this is what I'm going to play. That's this is, not how this we do my things. kitchen. These are my dishes. <laughs> this is what you're eating. <laughs> right. Yeah. But at the same time, we all, we all uh, want to hear what the other person had in mind or yeah. things that they're envisioning. I mean, especially for me as a drummer, it's like, you know, there's, you know, when you're in a, a, a particular style, you know, you can branch out in, you know, different directions and things like that to a degree, but the style is the style. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's only so much that you can play. Uh, so many different patterns, so many different things. I mean, you know, you're not going to put, you know, a bossa nova beat underneath, you know, a rock song. I mean, maybe somebody successfully has done that before for, you know, a measure or two or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, it's like, that means. you're, you know, you're, you're, you're working <laughs> within a, <laughs> you're working within a certain framework, you know? So it's also really cool to, you know, hear like, Hey, when you were, you know, coming up with, the structure of this song, did you have like, you know, something in mind from a drum perspective or a song that you heard that you were like, Oh man, those, that, you know, that those drums will go well underneath that because it at least gives me a good starting point and a foundation. And sometimes it might not have been the thing that I was thinking, but it actually becomes really fun to play because it's, you know, it, it helps me not to fall into just sort of the same repetitive patterns of, you know, kind of putting the same things in the same spots for the, you know, songs. And, you know, you're trying to come up with different stuff and keep it fresh and creative for, you know, but as you get into more and more and more and more songs, it becomes more and more challenging from a, at least for me, from a drumming perspective, um, you know, to, to come up with different ways and different ideas and things. So it's always cool to get the input from the other guys of like, Oh, did you have a thought or did you have a feel in mind? Or, I mean, even on breathe, I think George, you, you had mentioned a certain feel that, you know, you thought would be good, you know, for the drums. Um, and, you know, and, it, and it worked perfect. And that's, you know, that's kind of what we, what I play today, but you know, it's, so it's fun to kind of to get that and just know that, you know, what you're doing behind what they are doing is, you know, they're they like it, too. You know, and it's, you know, they had some input in it as well. Yeah, I think that's a I think the neat thing about it is how sometimes we try something very different from the final result. And there are times yeah. we have to like kind of pick which one we like better or how we're going to play it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Sure. Yeah. There's a with with any with any band, it's a big it's a big process with that, and it's like the song starts as one thing, and then it turns it transforms. At the end result, is like you would never have guessed that they were the same songs. You could almost do two separate things, two separate songs with it oh, yeah. sometimes. But um, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll move back into beer a little bit because. Um, I, we never came around back to Dustin to see how he liked the, well, he's on the spot now because Todd's, <laughs> he's got, he's got a rustic brew. Just kidding. Um, yeah, there he goes. But, oh, there it is. Well, <clears throat> it tastes like a remembering our roots. And perpetually. Eat <laughs> <laughs> him from the can. <laughs> Actually, I will say that I like how it um, it has a bit of a body to it, and it's it's very fruity, as it I would hope it would be because that's what it advertises to be. Um, but it's not what, like what was that one again? It's the um, tropical lucid dream. Oh, okay. Um, the fruited sour. Nice. Five five 5.1%. Um, easy to drink. It's not too sour, but it brings the fruit to the table. And um, it's not like super full of lactose, like some that you might have. Um, Does it have lactose in it? But it's, uh, I don't know. Oh, Todd, did that I'll have, have lactose to, in it? I'll, I'll email yeah. this. Let me email the company. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, we do okay. we do a little bit of uh, lactose in our in our um, in our sours, uh, especially our you know heavily fruited sours to bring a little bit of additional sweetness in just a touch and, and, um, a little bit more, you know, kind of body and creaminess to it, um, as well. Uh, they're kind of like, you know, the, uh, uh, new park blender or the, uh, burly oak, um, sours, not so far to, you know, not, not as much as say like a 450 North slushy, you know, right. those are, those are way, crazy. way over the top, <laughs> but, uh, with, you know, and not, I'm not saying they're over the top with lactose. I'm just, they're over the top with just, all ingredients are yeah. the sun but in general yeah in general um, yeah yeah exactly but yeah that one the uh that one was a beer that we put together with one of the guys that helps us on our canning line um it was his anniversary at the beginning of this month and he wanted to do a beer for his wife and she really likes sours um so we were like okay well we've you know we've got a few sours that we've done already um and he's like yeah um you know but you guys haven't, uh, he, you know, we started talking about, well, what fruits haven't we done that your wife would like that, um, you know, that you know, we haven't done before. So we can kind of make it a new, you know, a new sour. Um, and so we agreed on uh, mango, pineapple, mango and passion fruit. Um, so we, you know, fruited it with those three fruits. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, not, uh, oh, uh, I forgot. We also, we hopped it with uh, Sabro hops, um, oh. which a lot of people get uh, coconut notes yeah, off of right. Sabro hops. Um, so, you know, just we, did, we didn't want to have it have coconut per se, but we wanted to use the hops to bring, a, you know, a slight note or maybe just some, you know, something in there that you're kind of like, there's something else there and I'm not sure what it is. And then if somebody says coconut, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, a little, a touch of coconut, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's how it came together. And, uh, it was a, it was a success. His wife really liked it. So, uh, everything worked out good. <laughs> it's like a penis colada. Pe- yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, 15 second lag yeah no there's no more 15 <laughs> second lag to, to... <laughs> oh man good thing this isn't live no that's all good we're all 21 here so and over but uh-huh. um george talk to me about trillium because like a lot of people say they're overhyped but i feel like people just say that because they're big so uh... <laughs> I don't actually drink a lot of Trillium. So when I do have a can from them, it's it's kind of special for me. So I um I really don't know Trillium at all. But they, I mean, they're they're like one of the top uh, brewers in Massachusetts as far as the New England style IPA. So they're you know like I can see why a lot of people might say they're overhyped a bit, but um. So this is the, the double dry hopped four point pale ale. A lot of their uh, beers are references to Boston and where they're from. So I think, um, so sometimes you'll see the street names or things like that. But I honestly, I, I'm realizing when I grab this that I'm like, I don't, I think I accidentally bought this or I meant to buy something else. And I, I ordered it online and picked it up. Oh, gotcha. Cause I was looking for another beer and then I noticed I'm like, Oh, I didn't pick that up, but uh, so I have to look at my receipt later. But anyways, this is a, a pale ale. It doesn't taste like your typical pale ale. Um, 6.6%. So it's, it's, it, it's very, you know, the, the new England style IPA vibe. It's like the hoppiness. You got that dry finish to it. If you if you like coffee beers, they're definitely one of the top brewers to check out. So, but some people are sick of that style, so you can see why maybe um, they may say they're overhyped a bit. But their their stouts are always really good. And- yeah, I agree, Georgia. Their their stouts, and I also really love their um, their single serving and double serving their fruited sours that they do um, are always really really well done. Uh, as well so um, if people are you know 
looking to check out Trillium, but aren't into necessarily, like you said, George, the IPAs and the hoppy beers, like there's, like you said, their stouts are killer and those sours, it, you know, are really good as well. So if you're into those, and I think they do a pretty decent amount of barrel age uh, stouts as well. So um, if you're into those, um, they do a lot of that too. So they have a yeah. good variety of stuff um, and all of it is, you know, very well executed, very well done. Yeah, it's, it's like you can't go wrong. So if you've never had Trillium, like you should definitely check it out, especially if you're around Boston. Um, but that being said, I do feel like like their stats are awesome. One of my favorite, one of my, I'd say my top three stats I ever tried, they had an affogato uh, stout, like a dessert stout, and they were teamed up with, um, I think, Jay Wakefield's Brewing at Florida. So it was like a limited thing. I, I, the first time I went to Trillium, I think the only time too. So I went to the, the Canton location. I got, I think I got one there. It was so good. I got two of them. Then we went to this old, um, uh, the, the dive bar, rest in peace in Worcester where they had it. So I got like, ended up getting like three or four that night. Just because, like, I'm like, I'm it was limited, so I'm like, I'll never have this again. But hey, I, it was so good, and but they're like 10 percent or more. <laughs> I, I, I met up right with a, um, they had already started, so that, that was my first like beer. So, I the guy, my friend, his friend who was visiting, I learned later that I was he he like he was amazed that I could drink all those affogados. So he would call me the Alfagato guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sick. I had a nickname. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dang, man. Four Massive. 10 percenters. Like, I, yeah. can, I, can, I can probably do two. And after that, it's like, no. Nah. It throughout the night. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It wasn't, it wasn't like back to back or. Throughout <laughs> the day. So when he saw me do that, he was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, he, he, he broke up the 10 percenters with a couple of 6 percenters and some 7.5s. <laughs> yeah, know, right. Specifically to break up the 10s. <laughs> I took Todd one night to the dive bar just to get that again. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Hey, while we're on these stories. They, they just closed down or something. <laughs> I, I remember one night we played, I think we played a show somewhere, but we ended up back at the space and like we, we had a bunch of beers at the show and then we had a few beers at the space because we were bringing all our gear back to the space and uh, George and Corey were at the space downstairs and George is, <laughs> I remember George is like, Hey, hey, I I had a lot of beers. We should probably. Do you want to go up? You want to go up to the tap room and and have a a couple beers to cool off, <laughs> <laughs> like like so we so we can get home. We just go up and have a few beers to cool off. <laughs> I'm like, we should probably have water to cool off. <laughs> do you remember that, George, or do you forgot? I mean, I do kind of remember stuff like that. <laughs> there, there, there are a bunch of we've been like that, though. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, do, anyway. I do say, like... The logic, the logic there is, like, trying to... I think George isn't human. Like, do they make him, do they make him differently in... Uh, and uh, I, I, man, Sam always messes me up because he always says you're from Cuba, and you're not from Cuba. <laughs> Chile, <laughs> Chile, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be yeah, the but... the southern hemisphere or something. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so, man. My goodness, <laughs> it's the water that's coming down from Lake Titicaca. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes down. He washes the, the Atlantic. Filters yeah. through the rainforest before it hits us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's got to do it. <laughs> I, I do say they're like, um, 
I, I know like when we play, I always want to, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll, we'll have some beers before we play it, but I always want to be like in the right mind. But one time we played a, a show and a bunch of my coworkers came out to see me and every single one of them were like, let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, no, like you got to stop. Yeah, I, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> so that was that way. That was before you went on stage. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, oh, man. I think when we played Starlight the first time, we ended up getting pushed to the end as like the closer. So oh, they were all yeah. for us to play and just kept wanting to buy me beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like, no, that's it. Yeah, I can't drink before I go on stage, man. It, it ruins me. Like, I'll, I'll just hate myself afterwards if I do it. That's that's just me, though. But anyways, um, I'm. I cracked open a new one. Uh, so I'm drinking Sap Hoss by Oxbow Brewing, which I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, um, Oxbow's, uh, they're, yeah, they were, um, they do, a, I think they do a lot of like wild uh, fermentation stuff and farmhouse okay. ales and um, uh, Belgians and, you know, different styles that, and they're, uh george you you know a little bit about them too right are they uh, they're in maine correct yeah New maine. newcastle maine yeah. yeah 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 i've had a few of their things again you know um different from you know what is kind of the rage in you know this area now you know as far as uh just your straight up hoppy new england ipas yeah. but um you know very unique interesting like well-crafted stuff for sure yeah, like this one is, it's a smoked lager with maple syrup, um, mm. and it's it's it pours like kind of like a porter or maybe like a brown ale, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, it's super sweet. It's like it's got the lagery kind of like weedy. <laughs> I feel bad because Dustin is just like dead on. He's like been, he's he been punished. Yeah, he's he's uh he's indicating that 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 one sixteen ounce five point one percent sour, you know, just knocks oh, yeah. you out. The no, no. <laughs> but he's like banished to the hallway, so there's no echo. <laughs> That's what it, <laughs> like. <laughs> I actually think it's just his really bad iPhone. There we go. <laughs> we'll we'll blame it on him. But I have um, I think you know I will say Maine's always been. A special place to me throughout my life but oh yeah as an adult like i you gotta if you haven't been to portland maine um to try if you like beer that's definitely like what destination in new england to go to allagash alone man just mm -hmm. just i would go to portland just to go to allagash yeah yeah there's so much out there yeah and good food yeah I grew up not to get like sidetracked here, but um, my, my family loves Maine. It's funny. My grandmother, she, they live in Keene, New Hampshire now, but for before that they lived in Nashua, New Hampshire for years. Like that's where I, I grew up, not grew up, but like grew up seeing them because they lived there for so long. Mm -hmm. And she, she was, you know how like old people always want to go to Florida when they retire. She's like, I want to retire in Maine. <laughs> I'm like you do realize oh, it's man. freezing cold in the winter in Maine. She's like, no, I. But every year yeah. in the summer we'd go to Booth Bay Harbor. That's like our spot. And to this day, I like I got to take my wife there for the first time since I've been there as a kid. And it was like, oh man, it, it like it was different from when I was a kid. But going there back there as an adult was like so awesome. But this this uh this beer is like super good it's like it, it's got it's got a bit of a like a lager obviously it's a smoked lager but it's super sweet it's super maple syrupy like mm. right from the can it said and i don't know it, it just tastes good <laughs> yeah nice. I, you know with that thought you know there's so much going on up there i'm sure they're all the breweries are pushing the envelope further to try new things and it's a lot of good creative um creativity going on up there as far as the beer scene mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah um so uh dustin disappeared so 
I think we'll uh, go ahead and play the last song. So this is off their EP from 2017. Again, Lost in Transit, uh, Old Souls. Oh, boy. <laughs> bad song man you know what's funny is listening i hadn't listened to those back to back um but it's just crazy to hear the difference in how you guys changed from 2017 to 2019 even though we listened to it backwards but like not so much maybe the sound just the way i don't know it's just something about it that's changed uh, for, for the better obviously but yeah yeah, we, we uh, recorded bo- uh, both of those. We kind of recorded, mixed, and like did everything ourselves on them. So, yeah, experience um, in, you know, getting better sounds uh, from the get-go. Um, just being more rehearsed before we started the recording process. When you're, you know, when we were earlier on, we were just anxious to just, you know, get everything recorded and, you know, not necessarily take the time to go through and try to make sure because we don't really do, um, we don't like really do performance editing. Um, you know, we'll do multiple takes of different things, but, you know, typically all the takes are, they are what they are. You know, if you messed up, then you should do another take <laughs> until you get right. it right. Um, but, you know, on those, I think we, we let some things go by that we were kind of, you know, in hindsight, you'd be like, you know, oh, we should have done another take or we should have got that tightened up or cleaned up a little bit. Um, we usually start the foundation of the song bit by basically playing it live to tape, you know, and yeah. then basically go in and, you know, I'll redo drums only because of bleed a lot of times from the right. other instruments. Um, and then, you know, then we'll add the, you know, we don't really keep those initial vocals or things like that. And, you know, then we might, you know, um, you know, add a few different things here or there, but other than that, you know, we try to keep it, you know, to, to a like real almost performance live, you know, sound even for our recordings, but, um, but still, yeah, I, 
I know what you're saying, you know, there's, there's like growth and, and maturity that, you know, has come over the couple of years and it's been, you know, good. It's, it's been really, it's, it's been cool to kind of see us grow and, you know, kind of be able to at least know that we're growing because, you know, that's what you aim for. You kind of always aim to be getting a little bit better, your product getting better, you know, the, the songwriting process getting better, um, you know, just your execution getting better, kind of everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like thinking about it more, it, it's more like the songwriting itself is more raw. The songs had more of like a early punk rock feel to them. Um, kind of like mix with mix some like Ramones with some nineties kind of influence there. And like Wolf still definitely has that, but there's more layers there's more uh, progressiveness in the song uh, compared to the the older track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. for me when um, I started playing with the guys, we had they had some songs that I had I had to learn like just make up something. But when we um, when we started playing old souls, that became like my like my personal favorite one at the time, where it was very different from what we were doing. It was a lot of fun to play, so I, that was like the one song where I'm like, "Yeah, this is my favorite one." Hmm. Yeah, it's, it got, so- <clears throat> it's got yeah, it's got kind of a cool anthem in the in the chorus, like the the O's. I really it it's it's a cool it's a cool song to dance to. We'll say. That. <laughs> yeah, I like that song a lot. Um, so similar, is that like a similar, um, what am I trying to say here? Like a similar idea behind that song, would you say to Wolf or have you, has your songwriting kind of developed since, I don't know, like people record and write songs at completely different times, but, um, had it kind of developed since from old souls to Wolf and in between and all that? Well, the musically, obviously, we've progressed. Yeah. Between those eras, but um, the just the the background for old souls is just to be, you know, I'll explain it like I explained Wolf. Um, it's kind of about like when I had a friend at the time who was making decisions based on, you know, just his youth and inexperience. And um, Todd probably knows what we're talking about, but, um, you know, it's just basically a song about um, when you try and help somebody because they're, they're making decisions and they're young and inexperienced, but you try and help them and they, un- they don't accept it, you know, they, they feel like that, you know, they're making the right decisions and they're going to do what they want to do. Um, that's basically where the old souls theme comes in. When, when uh, somebody with experience tries to help you and you, you don't really want it. So, and gotcha. there's frustration that follows. So it makes you want to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I remember trying to help you when you were writing that song and it was very frustrating because you wouldn't take any of my advice <laughs> i didn't want your advice i knew what i was doing okay <laughs> I want to feel. I, i'd say i'd say the difference i'd say the difference at that point was you know back then when dustin was writing the songs he was like trying to impress us and you know show us that you know he could write good songs and now he just doesn't really totally. care anymore he's, he's like <laughs> totally. this song you're gonna get you're gonna like it <laughs> yeah totally here's some lyrics i'll put them on a piece of paper and i'm gonna <laughs> sing it <laughs> i'm gonna slap you in the face with a piece of paper first yeah <laughs> oh man put it down your throat that's like that's pure punk rock there man for sure <laughs> that's cool though that's cool. It's 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 funny to see um the progression there like I said before. It's it's more raw. It's it's 
you almost seem angrier in those two yeah, songs. Totally. And uh, go like talk. Go ahead, talk, George. Sorry. I'll give a progression. Like for when we started playing old souls, like everything else after changed, and it was, you know, it was like that's what like some of my favorite songs came out once we played old souls and that kind of became like our sound and then i think from there we took that machine and put it made it to what it is today like for me that was like kind of like the beginning of lost in transit i would i would agree with that once george came yeah. on board i won't say that i'm not saying it just because george is here but it's it's the <laughs> truth once once george came in and the previous member phased out um we i think we totally fell into where we were supposed to be and i love like every single song that we've put out since then i feel like that that embodies who all three of us are together you know nobody i don't think anybody plays anything that they don't like playing yeah, like for me that, you know, a lot of people may not know that we were we were actually under the Great Decay before. That was the band name. And then we were kind of around that time when we were pumping out these songs where we were like throwing out the idea like maybe if we wanted to change our name now because it's we're kind of like a whole different identity in a way. So then that's yeah. when we lost in transit. Yeah, oh, I, I never like I... I in the early days, I had kind of, before I was even in Disquiet, I'd seen Sam post about playing with the Great Decay. And then all of a sudden there's Lost in Transit. And it took me a while to figure out that, that you guys were the same person <laughs> or the yeah. same people. Yeah, that's, that's the reason why. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. For sure. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we kind of talked about we talked about a lot actually so we we got over a few beers um yeah thanks for coming on guys that this is it was fun to get you three together because you, you definitely jumped off of each other a lot and like obviously because you play together <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> it's funny because we've had i've had todd i've had george uh, a few times but getting you all three together and uh, sharing the beer and the music, it, it, it worked really nicely. So thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. And uh, hey, hey Cal, can you uh, could you get a screen cap of Dustin down there? He's you know, for our next album cover, you know, he's got that quintessential, <laughs> you know, in a brick hallway. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I was just you know I was thinking, you know, man. <laughs> Like when the songs were playing, I'm like, man, he's like, he's like giving us a music video right now. Like this could be, this could be a, a Lost in Transit music video. There you go. <laughs> Him kicking the can down the hallway. <laughs> go. <laughs> oh man. Oh. All we need is uh, so if we could get a couple more shots of you on some railroad tracks and then in a cemetery uh, and <laughs> in that same pose, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. <sighs> I miss I miss I miss seeing you guys, dude. I miss playing with you guys. It's it's been oh, too yeah. long. Way too long. Yeah, we had a good we had a good role going on and we had a good schedule. Yeah. Out, and then all this garbage hit. Yeah. Seriously. One of my favorite shows like that stands out to me was one of the ones that we played with Disquiet and Starlight. Oh my goodness, bro. That was, yeah. that was our best show ever. Both of us. Yeah. It was so good. It's just so good. <laughs> and it was not, not for us so to say, but all the people that were there it was just like a fun night. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, man. Well, hopefully yeah, that was uh, hopefully in the in the near future we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel and we can get back there and you know, make new memories for sure. So Yeah. Absolutely. But anyways, guys, uh we'll plug if you guys want to see what Lost in Transit is up to, 
Um, obviously, like we just talked about, COVID has set everybody back. But when they are back in action, go follow them at Lost in Transit Band on Instagram. Pretty sure there's no like hash or underscores in there, is there? It's just Lost no. in Transit. Yep. Yeah. You got just it. straight up Lost in Transit Band. Um, and uh, Rustic Brewing, go follow them on Instagram. Uh, plug them before <laughs> plug that. You guys, I, I got to <laughs> post this on YouTube. If you guys are watching this, you, you understand. But Rustic uh, Rustic Brewing, <laughs> I'm, I almost said Rustic in Transit. <laughs> I've had a couple brews. It's I, I, I should stop talking. Rustic Brewing, go check out. They, they're, they're brewing constantly. They got cans all the time. Gold Suds, go follow his awesome beer for co- beer photography. Can't talk. Um, as always, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> as always, guys, this has been a Bruise Roundtable podcast. We'll see you next time.